0: 950 WROL Boston, home of the Irish Hit Parade, Saturdays 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. The service of Salem Communications. It's time for the Car Doctor on AM 950 WROL. 950 WROL a car question call us at 617-770-3030 that's 617-770-3030 now here's the car doctor john paul on am 950 wrol the spirit of boston
1: and good saturday morning everyone and welcome to another edition of the car doctor program on am 950 wrol the spirit of boston Our phone number, should you want to join us, 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030 is how you get through and talk to us about your car, your car problems, whatever's on your mind. We can try to help you with a variety of things. And uh, have you ever been car shopping and you kind of wonder, you know, where'd the car come from? Where's it been? Has there been some... You know, odd things that happen with it. Well, there's a good place to start to find out, and that's with the people from Carfax. And apparently, you know, and who would think there's a term for this? But there's a term called title washing, which to me means they probably take a title that showed that that car may have been in a flood, register it in a different state where that doesn't get tracked, and then uh, maybe it looks like there's nothing wrong with the car afterwards. But uh, with us to uh, explain all this is uh, Chris Basso. He is a PR manager for Carfax. Good morning, Chris, and welcome to the Car Doctor program here in Boston.
2: Good morning, John.
3: Thanks for having me, and uh, happy Labor Day weekend to you.
1: Same to you as well. Well, tell us a little bit about what this whole uh, title washing thing is about.
3: You really hit the nail on the head. This is a nationwide problem where con men are literally removing signs of previous severe damage to a vehicle from the Cars title and reselling those cars to unsuspecting buyers. They're able to take the salvage or flood brand that's issued by a State Department of Motor Vehicles by altering the vehicle documents and moving the car to different states in order to obtain a clear title. And then they're selling that car to a buyer by giving them a clear title with no indication that there was ever a problem with that car. And they patch up those cars cosmetically so they look good. Then you're spending thousands more than the car is worth, and potentially putting you and your family in a dangerous car that could break down at any time.
1: And it's not even the mechanical breakdowns, too. I um, I kind of hate to use this date, but it was, I guess, 10 years ago that Hurricane Katrina ended up in New Orleans, and there was a, thousands of cars that were flooded, and, you know, some of those cars ended up back on the market, right?
3: They did and actually they're still coming out and even more recently Hurricane Sandy deposited uh, probably over a hundred thousand cars back on the road uh, from her floodwaters. So the combination of those two massive and historic storms, plus the five the five million vehicles that are salvaged every year and get returned to the road, it leaves a lot of opportunity for con men to patch up those cars, alter the the title documents and move those cars to other states where buyers are unaware that they may have been underwater or in a major accident that uh, the vehicle had to be totaled. And in, in New England, this is especially uh, a, a major problem. As our data suggests, there's more than 22,000 cars that are on the road that have had their title washed, and, and a buyer could wind up with that car at any time, putting it in the driveway and putting their families at risk.
1: When a title gets washed, are there some? What I guess. What are the states that we should be suspicious of if we see it? If we see a car that you know, maybe and, you know, who knows how sloppy people are? You know, it says, and uh, I'm just making it up. Uh, you know, M M&M and M Motors. Uh, you know, uh, New Hampshire, but yet the title's coming out of Tennessee. Um, are there certain states that uh, that you just know that that title could be in question?
3: Well, the, the real key is looking at the title itself and making sure, uh, first, that the name on the title matches the seller's name. I, I, in often cases, the seller will, will, what's called, jump the title where they won't register in their name, and they'll say they're selling it for somebody else, maybe their brother that's going overseas you know, to uh, uh, to serve in the military, or they're selling it for their grandmother who's ailing. You want to make sure that the, the name on the title matches and also that the story that the seller is giving you adds up. Mm. So key is asking questions. No matter if you're buying from a dealer or a private seller, make sure you're asking questions, and and that can help separate the good guys from the bad guys. In addition, you also want to get a Carfax report. Carfax gets the branded title information from all 50 State Department of Motor Vehicles, plus Canada. And so even if a, a seller gives you a clear title, if a branded title was issued for that vehicle... It's reported to Carfax, and our reports in our database never forget, and it will indicate that there was a previous branded title issued for that car, even if the paper title you're given from the seller is absolutely clear.
4: Mm.
1: And I know a lot of car dealers now advertise the fact that they'll run all the Carfax information prior to you buying the car.
3: They do. There's 30,000 dealers across the country that use Carfax to avoid buying cars that have their title washed or other major problems. So you want to look for those Carfax Advantage dealers. And even more important, where you start shopping really can matter, really can make a difference because a lot of these title washed cars and other cars with severe problems are sold where vehicle history information isn't readily available. So that's one of the reasons that we created a place for people to shop. Uh, on our website, the theallnewcarfax.com, where every single car is for sale from a dealer and comes with a free Carfax vehicle history report. And then the last thing, as, as you know, you're probably well aware too, take the car to a trusted, qualified mechanic that can inspect that car, use their trained eye to spot any signs of hidden damage that may not have been reported to anybody.
1: Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And it's one of those things that uh, in sort of a prior lifetime, uh, I ran a, a, a business for uh, my company where we would inspect used cars, and it was the person that, in theory, sold a car as a private party, but uh, suspiciously, I guess they would have a different car for sale every couple of months out in front of their house. And, you know, so they were truly a used car dealer who was, you know, selling a, you know half a dozen cars a year out of their house. And some of those cars could be pretty questionable. and And to kind of back up a little bit, a good body shop doing good quality work can take the most horrendous crash, put it back in good, safe condition. But it's not the good body shops we're talking about. It's the people that do the the the, uh, the poor work, the, sh- the shoddy workmanship. They're not using the correct welding techniques. And the cars are, in, in some cases, I remember one I saw, literally it was two cars, and it looked like it was... Uh, I. I don't profess to be a welder of any kind, and it looked like I welded it back together. And it just, it wasn't a car that I would feel safe in going down the road.
3: Yeah, we call those Franken cars. Yeah. <laughs> Two cars welded together down the middle, and, uh, you yeah, know, they could split in half like a, like a banana.
1: Right. Yeah, and it's that whole idea of it might look good, you might think it's good, but you have to think worst case scenario. What would that? What would happen to that car in a crash? Well, that that welded that poorly repaired area. That's gonna that's gonna be the part that's gonna fail first, and that's gonna be the part of the car you know that uh, that's gonna cause the most injury to the to the occupants inside
3: of it. Exactly right, and, and really, you know, with so many cars that are involved in accidents, about one out of every five cars on the road has had a previous accident people tend to shy away from those cars and and you know if if we can get away from the title washing uh, issue for a second those accident vehicles can be really good buys and and if you follow exactly what you said making sure that the vehicle was repaired properly there's no reason that you that you couldn't put buy that car and put you and your family in it if you know that it was repaired properly and the proper parts were used because so those cars could be a bargain for you and run just as well as any newer used car uh, that's out there you know, for as long as you want it. So really right. doing the research, making sure you know about any reported accidents or any problems that have, uh, have occurred in the car's past, and making sure that the damage was repaired properly is really key to uh, making a, a great purchase.
1: Yeah, I've heard some dealers say, we live and die by the Carfax report, depending on how the car looks, depending on the condition of the car, and... As I've pointed out to people before, just because the car was in a crash doesn't necessarily even lower the value of the car. If you go to reinsure that car, it's going to have the same value as it was, Real, you know, realistically. It's going to have the same value as it was before the crash if it was repaired properly. And that's why it's so important that if I have a car that I'm selling and it did get in some sort of a crash, I can say, yeah, here's the documentation. It did get in a crash, but I repaired it properly. Here's the parts that were used, and that car should be good as new.
3: Exactly right. And, and, you know, uh, you made another great point, you know, just relying on the Carfax report alone it isn't enough to make sure you're, you're buying a, a good, safe, and reliable used car. It's a great place to start, but make sure you're doing that additional research, getting the taking the car for a test drive. I, I've heard somewhere that, uh, you know, one out of every six drivers actually chooses not to take a test drive now, which just blows my mind. Yeah. It should be the first thing you do. Um, But, you know, also, you know, have a mechanic inspect that car. And and the Internet provides us with so much information now that's at our fingertips that there's absolutely no reason that you you shouldn't get as much information as you feel comfortable before you buy that car starting with the Carfax report, but also the mechanics inspection and any information that you need to make a, a, an educated purchase before you lay down your hard-earned money. And we're talking about a, a transaction that's about $16,000 on average, and you want to protect yourself.
1: Yeah, it, it really it really makes an awful lot of sense. How long has Carfax been around? I, I remember uh, my little press association, the New England Motor Press Association, had the folks from Carfax up, and I want to say it's close to 20 years ago.
3: Believe it or not, this is our 30th anniversary. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're really proud to, you know, hit that milestone. Um, you know, in that, in that 30 years we've been collecting data to where we've got over 13.5 billion records in our database. Uh, and, you know, Carfax has become more than, than just the Vehicle History Report. We've got a great tool out there that's absolutely free called MyCarfax. It's an app you can use to track your vehicle's her- service history. Make sure you're following the, the manufacturer's recommended service schedule but also find out about all those recalls that are out there. By simply using your license plate, you can find out if there's a current recall that hasn't been fixed for your car or for the car that you want to buy, and also get alerts if a a recall is issued for your car in the future. It's a great way to help maintain the safety performance and the resale value of your car absolutely free and know that you're you're doing the right work on your car at the right time and saving yourself some money in the long run so you're not... You know, changing the oil too much or not enough, where you could cause costly problems to your engine or other parts of the car.
1: Yeah, it, it really it really does make a lot of sense. And I know one of my coworkers recently bought a car, and it was a little bit. Uh, she was a little concerned about it because it was a relatively new car with high mileage on it. I think it was a two-year-old or three-year-old car that had ninety thousand miles on it. The dealer. Uh, runs Carfax reports on all of their cars. The Carfax report came out. Uh, you could see when it was initially purchased. You could see there was a long period of time where somebody drove it, perhaps a salesperson or something, It was a, but it was a private party. And then it also showed when it was in for state inspection, when it was back to the dealer, it had some maintenance work done to it, Uh, and then, uh, I think it had a recall performed on it. Then it was sold again and then quickly sold, quickly sold again right after that to her. So the Carfax report was, uh, was, uh, just helped pinpoint that and say, well, was there, you know, was there a reason? What was this car used for? Was it a daily rental? What was the story? And in fact, it, it looked, you know, once you looked at the Carfax report, it all made sense.
3: Yeah, and we've all heard the horror stories about, you know, people that haven't taken care of their cars and somebody buys it and, and the car clunks out, you know, a couple weeks after they bought it or even, you know, a few hours after they drive it uh, off the lot or out, out of the out of the seller's uh, hands. And, uh, you know, it just really pays to protect yourself. And it's, you know, car fix reports are, are one key to do that. On the maintenance side, we've added a well-maintained badge to identify those cars where the, the previous owners have, taken care of it, have followed the manufacturer's maintenance schedule. So you know that, uh, that the car has been well-maintained and, and, uh, is probably going to run well for you for the life that you own it. But, you know, I'll repeat again, when you're buying that used car, it's the three steps to best protect yourself, uh, and make sure you're getting a, a good, solid used car are to take it for a test drive, get a car report. And you can do that at, at, any dealer, uh, across new England and on our website, carfax.com. And, uh, have the car inspected by a trusted, certified mechanic as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. makes all the sense in the world. Um, I don't know if you can even talk about this, but do you have any good Carfax stories about cars that were, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, uh, a family of bears lived in it or something? Or <laughs> uh,
3: I don't know about a family of bears, but, you know, certainly we, we've gotten a, a ton of emails about people that have actually, you know, been victims of this title washing scam we've been talking about. You know, they they bought a car that came from Arizona, um, moved to Massachusetts, and and the car had uh, you know severe damage, a salvage title, and they didn't know about it. Um, we've also gotten great stories of people where we've actually saved them money. They they ran a Carfax report ahead of time instead of afterwards, mm-hmm. and we saved them ten or twenty thousand dollars. We had a guy here uh, where where I am in Virginia uh, who called who literally wrote us in and said, "You saved my wife um, from a, a buying a Prius that was." so severely wrecked that our mechanics said, run away from this car. Uh you know mm. it was a salvage vehicle, just major problems and, and those are the stories that really we thrive on. We want to make sure we're saving people money and saving lives as well.
1: No, it makes sense. And you know title washing is one thing and back, you know, fifteen years ago when digital speedometers came up came on the came on the scene we thought, you know, speedometers, you know, turning back speedometers would be a thing of the past. Well, that still happens too, right?
3: It does, and, uh, you know, we recently looked into this issue as well. There's more than a million cars that are on the road that have a rollback odometer, and it happens uh, often enough where there's about 200,000 new cases of odometer fraud every year. It it, it really it just blows my mind, and unfortunately, you're absolutely right. With the advent of the digital odometer and and its use in almost every car today, um, people think that it can't happen anymore, so they're not looking for it, and it... it, it, uh, makes it easier for Kahneman to do it when people aren't looking for it. And the digital odometer can actually be easier to roll back because it, it works off the car's computer. There's handheld devices that you can find on the Internet that make it easy to roll back an odometer within seconds and no sign that it's ever been tampered with.
1: No, and that's where it's so important to know the records of the car, see what it was. I mean, back in, back before your day with Carfax, we would do things like look at oil change stickers and peel them all off and, you know, go, oh, well, the oil change was changed. The oil was changed at 7,000 miles and 15,000 miles and 20,000 miles. Oh, wait, and 12,000 miles. What happened? You know, and you would see those kind of things happening, but now you can track it electronically. It makes so much sense. So, uh, carfaxcom is the website and uh, really it uh, you know for people that are shopping and and I encourage people that if they are shopping at a car dealer and uh, you know ask them about Carfax you know do is there a vehicle history report and if they say oh we don't do that mm, <laughs> you know you might want to give it some second thoughts
3: you might want to go somewhere else yeah. that's going to give you that report and, and you know accept no substitutes you know there there is there is no other uh, Vehicle report that provides the the depth and the breadth of information that a Carfax report can, both on the major problems that you may want to avoid, but also that great information that helps you helps you know that the car was properly uh, cared for and maintained, and you know is going to give you the best return on investment for your money.
1: Yeah, it makes it 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 makes a lot of sense, and it's Carfax C A R F A X. And uh, that's how you find out more information about it. And Chris, I want to thank you for taking time out of your Labor Day weekend and joining us up here in Boston this morning.
3: Oh, I really enjoyed it, John, and uh, you know, happy to help you anytime. And, and thanks for your your interest in this issue and uh, helping educate your listeners about it.
1: Thank you, Chris. Take care. Have you a too. great Bye-bye. weekend. Bye bye. That was Chris Basso. He is the uh, PR manager for Carfax and joining us here on WROL in Boston. And if you're listening to us online, WROL Radio is how you get through and, uh, you know, listen to the online broadcast or on any of the uh, smartphone apps like TuneIn or iHeartRadio, you can find us there. And, of course, you can find older programs on iTunes. If you go to iTunes, you just do Car Doctor Radio in the search box will pop up or on Podomatic.com. Go to Podomatic and uh, put my name in, John F. Paul, and I'll pop up there, too. You can listen to old broadcasts as well. Our phone number is 617-770-3030. 617-770-3030. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. You've been all time. And... There goes Mustang Sally. If you would like to join us, our phone number is 617-770-3030. 617-770-3030. And um, we have our friend Rick from Boston who must have the day off. Good morning, Rick.
5: Yeah, I got the day off. Look at you. Much to my boss's displeasure. (laughs) Um, Thursday I was working and I was on a one-way street. Cars parked on both sides. My truck was actually parked between the entrances to two apartment buildings, parking lot. Mm-hmm. Got back in my truck, getting ready to go to my next stop, and a couple in a Mercedes were pulling out of the parking lot in front of me, not looking, and T-boned a Subaru. Ooh. Now, that's not the part that bothers me. What bothered me was I hopped out of my truck as the Mercedes... Backed up, and you know, yelled out, "Are you guys okay?" The driver of the Subaru got his door open with much difficulty, climbed out, and the couple in the Mercedes just sat there and did nothing. Really? Yeah. Didn't open the window. Didn't yell out. Didn't do nothing. You know, are you okay? Anybody hurt? Nothing. Hmm. And I was there for a couple minutes, and you know, doing what I needed to do after I took the make sure the driver was okay, yep. the Subaru was okay, and got back out and was yelling to the guy, to the Subaru, he really thinks that this guy can't even get out to see if you're okay. Yeah. At that point, he got out.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
5: You know, that's a really sad state of affairs for when you. You have an accident, you don't even check to see if the other people are okay.
1: Well, I, w- I was just... I- I was in an intersection or a few cars back from an intersection, and uh, two people ran into each other. One of them was turning. The other one didn't, I don't know, didn't see them. I didn't think they were going to go. And they and it was a low-speed collision, a uh, little bit of body damage. Well, body damage is expensive on every car, but probably $1,000 worth of damage on both cars. And neither of them got out of their car. They both just got on their phones. Yeah. yeah.
5: I don't know if they're without a phone or what, but uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: But, oh. but just the whole idea that they weren't on the phone, they got into a crash, and the first thing they did was call someone else. You know, rather than just go get out and go, oh, you know. and they And they stayed there blocking the intersection rather than drive their cars to the side so, you know, traffic could get by. So, uh, yeah. yeah with, with a
5: couple, one person could call... Somebody,
1: when the other person gets out, check. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, uh, you and uh, you know the uh, the uh, lawyers and insurance companies will never come out and you know will will always say you know if you you know get out, make sure everybody's okay. Never say you're sorry because all of a sudden that you know says that you're guilty. Yeah. But but certainly get out, make sure everybody's okay. And in these days where nearly everyone has a cell phone, but just in case someone is actually hurt, you want to yeah. actually you know call up and say, hey, you know somebody might be hurt here. Can we get you know Can we get emergency attention? You know, so yeah. I I I I don't know. I don't I don't have an answer to this one.
5: No, I just this yeah. is really sad state of affairs. Yeah. You know, you're you're more concerned about something else than you know uh, other, the other person that you just hit. I know or is okay.
1: Yeah. No, I I agree with you and I um I don't know what I don't know what the answer is, but I I think the answer is people just gotta care a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. But
5: John, I just wanted to get that out.
1: So okay, Rick. Have a good day. Bye. All right, you too. Bye bye. Six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty is how you get through and talk to me about your car, your car problems or and we are going to be doing trivia in, in just a bit. We have uh, an interesting trivia prize we're going to be giving away. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But right now, let's talk to Mike on line two. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, John. John,
5: are you having problems hearing me because this phone is crackling and I didn't want it to be a problem? No,
1: no, you sound crystal clear to me.
5: Okay, very good. Good morning, sir. I'm calling for some guidance. Um, I'm in the market for four tires. Um, Currently, I have Michelins on the car in. I'm not asking you to endorse any, but would you give me some, you know, other brands to consider that you'd be comfortable with, you know, something along the lines of, of Michelin's, that kind of thing, if you would, please?
1: Well, how about Michelin? Yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Here's the deal. Uh, it's a 2006 Civic. It's got 100000 and I'm not sure I need 90,000-mile warranty, that kind of thing, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so-
1: I, I, I know I know exactly what you mean. Um, I'm I tend to be a major brand tire purchaser usually so for instance my wife's car has BF Goodrich tires on it although my car which had uh, I think it had Firestones on it originally when I went to replace those tires I wanted to try something a little bit different a little bit cheaper and I put um hankook tires on it which are a korean tire and i drive a korean car i drive a hyundai so i said why don't i try these tires and see how they're doing they've been on there for about two years now they're holding up pretty well um and uh it's there i would i would describe them as a there is it's an it's an all-season tire uh and i would describe it as a Pretty good tire in the wintertime, especially in deeper snow. Um, in one inch of snow, I thought it didn't weren't quite as good. But I would certainly Goodyear, BF Goodrich. Um, we had uh, somebody on the program a few weeks ago from a company called Salin, which is a uh, which is a, a smaller a smaller tire company that uh, works out of Canada. And those tires, those tires are reported to be pretty good. But what I would do if I were you would try to go with a major, um, a major brand tire. Um, and if its price point is a little bit off, if you wanted to go with one of the kind of new, uh, I'll, I'll call it new upstart uh, Korean car, uh, companies like Kumho or Hankook. Um, the reports are pretty good and I had a problem with tires on a car. This was three cars ago and I put Kumho tires on the car and I took, I took Michelin tires off and the Michelin tires did, you know, they had worn out. They had been, had like 60,000 miles on it. They had worn out. So I hope that helps Mike. I know you dropped off the line here, but, uh, hope you're listening on the radio and I hope that helps. 617-770-3030-617. Seven seventy thirty thirty. 30, 30. We are going to be giving away a product called the Original HD Vision Visor. And it's uh, referred to as a day or night glare blocker. And you've probably seen it on TV because it says as seen on TV on it. And uh, it says drive in high definition day or night. There's a day visor. And a night visor. Basically, the day visor is almost like sunglasses, and the night visor is kind of a yellowish lens. You can flip it up or down depending on what it is, and it is uh, the sun visor that reduces glare and enhances color and clarity. Easy to install. It just uh, slides on the uh, slides on the sun visor. So, what I want to do is give give one give one away. We'll do a little trivia. We'll give one away. But, you know, part of the rule is on this one, you have to let us know what you think about it. Uh, My, you know, I have seen people, and this was, uh, I was coming down the highway, I think it was last Saturday or Sunday. And every time people came up over a hill, it was probably 7 o'clock at night, sun was setting. People would drive into the bright sunlight and come almost to a full stop because the sun was so bright and people maybe didn't have their sunglasses. The sun was a little bit lower in the sky, so maybe it was below their visor. They couldn't really see. Something like this where you could flip it down might help and give you better vision. So we're going to give one. They sent me one as a sample, and it's again, it's called the original HD visor, and it's uh, as seen on TV, and uh, they may be sending me some more. But I think part of it depends on what you think of it. And uh, the question is... And this is a, this is a little bit of a goofy question, I guess. What was the... Uh, I'm going to call it the car that, uh, according to the New York Times, outsold the Honda Accord and the Ford Taurus. And in 1991... This particular vehicle was selling half a million units per year. And uh, later on, it was uh, added to... uh, One of them was added to the Crawford Auto Aviation Museum. What was the uh, vehicle that has pretty much outsold every vehicle made? If you know the answer, in fact, in 19... uh, in 2004... This vehicle sold 6 million units. And uh, our buddy Bill Griffith, who writes for the Boston Globe, actually did a whole story about this car. And if you know what it is, give us a call at 617-770-3030. 617-770-3030. And we will give you the HD visor. We're going to take a break. Marita can answer the phones, and we'll see who's... Who's so smart these days? My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on AM950WROL, the spirit of Austin.
0: W-R-O-L Boston.
6: Quick name the top mortgage lenders in Suffolk County. If you didn't include City of Boston Credit Union, the Boston Business Journal did. BBJ's December 2013 list of the largest mortgage originators in the area ranks City of Boston Credit Union 24th. Quite an accomplishment. From January through September, CBCU originated over $13 million in mortgages, including creative non-conventional home products like the 35-year fixed-rate mortgage. Not in the market for a new home, but to fix up yours? City of Boston Credit Union's unique home improvement loan gets you the funds for repairs or renovations without affecting the equity in your home.
3: One of the oldest
6: credit unions in the country, CBCU is proud of its century of service to those who live or work in Norfolk or Suffolk counties, employees of the City of Boston or the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. MLS number 403469. For details,
7: cityofbostoncu.com or 617-635-4545. Summer is upon us and it's the perfect time to replace your old and inefficient windows and doors. Marvin Windows and Doors from North Shore Window Solutions can keep you cooler this summer with low-E argon insulated glass. Marvin Windows reflect UV rays and prevent fading of your valuable floors, fabrics, and furniture. This is Brian Consolazio, General Manager at North Shore Window Solutions, the North Shore's largest Marvin and Integrity window and door dealer. Let our professional staff at North Shore Window Solutions guide you to find the best possible window or door solution for your needs. We take pride in the services that we offer to our customers like professional installation, project consultation, and our exceptional customer service. North Shore Windows Solutions can assist you with your purchase of Marvin Windows and Doors today, so stop by our newly expanded showroom at 239 South Main Street in Middleton, Mass., and let us show you how beautiful Marvin Windows and Doors can look in your home. Call 978-762-0007 or visit us on the web at nswsformarvin.com. That's nswsformarvin.com.
0: Now
2: let's get back to the car doctor.
1: And welcome back to the car doctor program on AM nine fifty WROL, the Spirit of Boston. And it's not a pink Cadillac, by the way. Um, but uh, I will say, I'm. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Let's go first to uh, line two to Charlie. Good morning, Charlie.
2: Good morning, John. How are you, sir? Oh, wonderful, wonderful. I just want to take a wild shot at a t- Toyota Camry.
1: Uh, that's a good answer, but it's not the right answer.
2: I didn't think and, so. and
1: then when, And then when I tell you what the answer is, you'll be mad at me anyway, so.
2: <laughs> Never happened. All right. Yeah, I, one one qu- stupid question. I had a problem with my alternator on my uh, 2002 uh, Focus. Yep. And it cost me six hundred bucks. I was thinking of calling Ford and say, "Is that a normal situation? Where car, even though the car's old, only had forty eight thousand miles, and it was done at a dealer? You think they'd help me out or not?" I bet they wouldn't. I bet they wouldn't do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it can't. You know, t- for for the you know for the cost of a phone call, uh, it yeah. can't hurt. But chances <laughs> are, they're going to say, "Hey, look, it's uh, twelve years old, and yeah. um, even though it hasn't gone very far." You know, that stuff's not going to last forever. But it's funny, though, there's so many recalls now of parts that I would consider a part that just plumb wore out because it got old, but they're recalling cars for that reason. And you never know. Maybe, you know, you yeah. could say, well, if I was driving along and the alternator went bad and the battery went dead and I wouldn't have any steering and the airbags wouldn't work and you know, who knows, they might... <laughs> who, know, who know? You never know. It's it's worth the phone call, but I would be I would be yeah. surprised if anything happened.
2: Yeah. Well, I heard they're having a lot of trouble with alternators. Do you think
1: that's true or not? Um. N- n- no. Not really. Not I mean, right. that, though the uh, the focus that you had, uh, the focus that you have, it, it had it had its share of weird problems. Two thousand, yeah. two thousand one, two thousand two, in, in yeah. and in around that, as I remember. But I don't know that they had any real. You know any more problems? You know it's. it's, Somebody said to me the other day they were they were talking about a, um, I think it was a a Ford Explorer and they were talking about something that wore out in it and they said well it's all over the internet about how much problems this is and I said well you got to remember that when they built when when Ford was in its heyday with the Explorer they were selling about four hundred thousand Explorers a a year of course if there's you know, one percent that goes bad—it sounds like a lot, but I mean, I give him a call; it can't hurt. But i i I, I don't have yeah. a lot of I don't have a lot of uh, faith in
2: it. So. Yeah, another problem with the with a lot of the forges—they put a plastic housing over the thermostat. Yep, and they're all cracking. Mine yeah. cracked and cost me a couple hundred bucks to get it replaced, and it leaked so bad I couldn't drive the car. I had to get it towed. You know?
1: Yeah, I you know I don't know at what point they thought using plastic and stuff that gets hot and cold was a good idea. Because yeah. all it does is, you know, even plastic intake manifolds, um, you know, go go back to uh, Ford, Ford a little bit, yeah, problem, and, yeah, yeah. But on some of the Fords, and, and in fact, some some of the other cars, what happens is when the when the manifolds close cold, it shrinks. You start right. up the car and it actually skips a little bit because it's sucking air in the manifold. You drive it for ten minutes until it heats up, it seals it up, and all of a sudden you get check engine lights and it says, you know, multiple engine misfire. And, you, you know, when it comes in the shop, the thing runs great, and it's because it's, uh, you know, the plastic manifolds warped.
2: Well, they were leaking water down oh, yeah. the cylinders and yep. all that. Balloons. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, I'm going to uh, try it. All
1: right. Well, call us back and let us know that they sent you $400. Okay. All Bye. right. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Over to line two, I think. No, that was uh, line three. I'm sorry.
4: Chris. Hi, Chris. Hey, John, how's it going? Good, how about you? Not too bad. I'm thinking, you know, I didn't know if you needed the model, but I, I believe that it was the Hyundai.
1: Nope, that is not it, and you're going to tell me I'm a jerk when I give you the answer too.
4: No, that's okay. I, 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 I like listening to your show, too. So. Where, where are you at, a high park? No, no, no.
1: I'm, uh, the station's right here in Quincy, and I work at AAA, so...
4: Oh, okay. All right. uh, I, thought, I thought you had a garage in Oh five no,
1: that's that's Junior Damato. That's a buddy of mine who's been on the radio for a million years. So oh, awesome. Okay, All right. so
4: much, Junior. All, right. For the air. All, All right, thank All you.
1: Here. Bye, bye. Now, I haven't heard from Junior lately. As a matter of fact, maybe it's time to give him a call and put him back on the air. It might be that. So let's go uh, talk to Ben. Hello, Ben. Hi, John. How
5: are you? Good. How are you? Good. Tell Charlie to go on the website. What was that? Tell Charlie to go on the website. Yeah. The pots are only a fraction. Yeah. I mean they're all aftermarket anyway, yeah.
1: They are. You know, I, I use a I use a website called rockauto.com. Right. And uh you know, and you can go from uh you can go from cheap to good depending on what you want. So what you want to buy. It. Yep. John, on uh, synthetic oil, mobile
5: one. Yep. I've been told it'll go three thousand or ten thousand. How long can I keep it in there?
1: Keep it in there to whatever the vehicle manufacturer says. So, okay. if the maximum oil change on your car is six thousand, or seven thousand, or five thousand, right. don't go over whatever it says. Sounds great. Okay. Okay. And the guess right. on that car? Yep. Yeah. The Ford Pinto. No, but you'll but you'll tell me I'm a jerk too. So when, when we come up when we come up with the answer, okay? You're not. All I'll right. say. All right. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. All right. Six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty. This car came in only a, as far as I know, a two color combination. If that helps a little bit, let's talk to Tom.
5: Hi, Tom. You just pulled me off when you said that.
1: Well, that's <laughs> that's because uh, you know people got to say I'm a jerk when I give you the answer. But <laughs>
5: well, listen quickly. Why would somebody have to pay more uh, all that money for an alternator?
1: Uh, because it, that's what the the dealer charges for it. Is the part
5: that expensive?
1: Uh, yeah. Actually, actually, that particular part is um, is pretty expensive. Uh, the um, I re- I remember looking this up, and I want to say the part itself might have been. Might have been three hundred dollars or something. It was. It was a pretty. Ex- it was a pretty expensive. It was a pretty expensive alternator. So
4: isn't that uh, crazy? Yeah,
1: and you know that's you know that's the dealer you know that's the dealer price on it. Um, you know, but but I I think you're right. You and uh, Ben's right. You could go uh, could go aftermarket and save save yourself some money. But then you you know you're going to have to go to the independent shop to. You know, get it taken care of. But I, I want to say that all, the alternator labor to um, replace that alternator, I don't, I don't think is that big a deal. I think it's one of those things you do in an hour with no problem. So. I mean,
5: what happened to the day's Lappin Auto twenty nine ninety five guarantee for life?
1: Well, <laughs> well, Harvey Lappin sold the business to AutoZone or something. So. Yeah, uh,
5: yeah, I think it was the yeah. other one, Advance yeah. Auto. Yeah,
1: Advance Auto, one or the other, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh,
5: I know yeah. I had a, uh, a Chevy, no, a GMC van. And I needed a starter replaced. So I went to my local mechanic, which usually is like two-thirds cheaper than going to the dealership. And uh, he said it was going to cost me $287 for a starter. I says, no, no, no. I says, I don't want a new engine. I said, I just want a starter. Mm. And he says, it's a high-torque starter. You know, it's like, like a mini starter. Yep. It does look like compared to this. remember the old starters yep. you put yep. up there and yep. everything else. And it's like, yikes. And a, a dealership was close to four hundred. Mm.
1: I couldn't believe it. It's just yeah. a regular three hundred and fifty engine, yeah. nothing fancy, and all that stuff was. Yeah, just no, and even and even on the uh, you know even on uh, Charlie's, uh, um, it used to be you could say, oh, when you went to the dealer, you would end up with a new part rather than a remanufactured part. But with a car that's ten or twelve years old, it's only going to be a remanufactured part. And is that remanufactured Ford part really any better than anybody else's? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, true. true. So, uh, yeah. I mean, well, there's, you know, back in the old days, there's some things I would say go new. Some things I would go rebuilt, you know. Uh, but an alternator, pretty much all you're going to get is rebuilt. And as long as you go with a good supplier that has a good warranty, that's all I'd really care about. But Yeah. But, you know, he was up at the dealer, and I'm sure they did a good job and put in a good quality part. And, sure. You know, at the end of the day, that's all you can hope for. Oh, definitely.
5: And I think now would be a good time to get hold of Junior because I'm thinking maybe he's on, what's that, uh, the long pond or whatever it is he has his boat on. Yeah, there. he's
1: probably there going doing 130 miles an hour. so Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. on a nice yeah. glass day and yeah. pull out the weeds off
1: his yeah. prop afterwards. And yeah, you know, knowing, knowing <laughs> him, though, he's working down in Middleborough today. so Oh, yeah,
5: he's going yeah. go down there and yeah. aggravate the guys down yeah. there. Exactly. Yeah, I've been down there a couple of times, and uh, he's, he's a hot ticket Yeah, still. yeah, so yeah. I'll oh, yeah. Him. Okay. i will run, run into him once in a while at Johnny Macaroni's uh, restaurant, him and his wife. And, uh, yep, yep nice to talk to us. So I'll take a wild guess if you don't mind. Go ahead. Toyota Corolla.
1: You were wrong and you'll call me a jerk too when I come up with the answer. <laughs> Have a great right, weekend. Be take safe. care. Bye-bye. Right. Let's see. Go to, uh, I think it's Bill. Hello, Bill. Good
5: morning, John. Good morning. That was kind of a tricky question. Um, it was the
2: Cozy Coupe. It was a toy car.
1: You're absolutely right. It was the Cozy Coupe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it it uh it it was a tricky question, so uh and this actually came up i I was uh talking to uh some neighbors last week, and for some reason, the cozy coupe came up in discussion, and I said, "I think I know the trivia question for next week, so there you go. so there we go. I'll tell you what we'll put you back on hold, and Marita will get down your address. We'll send you an h d vision visor, and then uh use it for a week or two, and give me a call back and tell me what you think.
5: I certainly will thanks
1: all right, you, thanks, all right. take care. Well, uh, let's go over to line three while Marita does more work. Good morning, You're on the chiropractor program. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, John Paul. Yes, yeah, sir.
5: Hey, John Paul. I'm calling up for regards to a harmonic balancer problem on a Toyota product. Okay. Um, basically, um, what am I up against trying to take that off? Is that a pressed-on or a keyed uh, pulley assembly? Uh,
1: what kind of Toyota is it? We'll, we'll take a look.
5: Uh, 2.4 liter Tacoma. Uh, 2004
1: yeah what's it spinning
5: it's going back and forth uh front to back a little bit and uh, making some noise making some up. noise
1: yeah because some of them actually would spin because it was a um it was a uh um, uh press fit so it was the outside would rattle around the the uh the inside of it and that would cause that would cause part of it so um on that one I believe it is a press fit, but um, it, it's one of those things that uh, you know. Let's 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 see if we can actually look it up because I don't I don't remember if that one's actually bolted on or not. And now, what we'll,
5: happens if they go bad? What happens if they go bad? Do they just spin?
1: Um. Well, it it can actually if it if it continues to rattle around there, what can actually happen is it will um, it will actually. It'll actually rattle so much that it'll actually uh, cause some problems with the uh, with the bearings in the engine. Okay. Yeah. So so you want to you want to definitely take a look at it and you know and get it if it if it really is you know if it really is you know rattling you want to you want to make sure you take a look at that and and replace it. I believe on yeah. that one it is it is a press fit. Um, yeah, because I try to tighten it up. There's like four small yeah. you know.
5: Yeah. Bolts, and then there's one center bolt in the middle but you really couldn't see what was behind it so i tried to tighten up and obviously that wasn't the problem yeah. you know the, the yeah. balance was actually loose um so what do you use a puller on that what yeah do you have to worry yeah
1: about? yeah well, you're going to take those you're going to take those little bolts out and there's going to be a puller that fits in there and that's going to be how that uh how that how that pulley comes out and um like i said you want i i remember you know that's a that's a that's a as I recall, that's a pretty good job to get to that too. So,
5: yes. yeah, right. that's why I half wonder, really, you know, how you get in <laughs> yeah. there. Best way to put it. Um, so, did you use the puller to really pull it? Because I looked quickly, like on a Google image thing, and they showed pictures of the tools that look like they you know, isolate it from spinning.
1: Yeah, it's um, another version. Yeah, because it it does have it does have a um, it does have a bolt in the middle of it. But I, but I'm pretty sure once you get the bolt out, you are going to have to pull it out, and it's a ridiculous torque setting on that on that bolt in the middle. I think it's you know, a couple hundred foot pounds or something. So, oh, wow. yeah. That's so, um, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna do a little work. What I would do if I were you to get yeah. a little bit more instruction, Google the same thing, but uh, but look for a YouTube video and look for somebody else doing it. Okay.
4: Well, yeah. thank you very much. Okay.
1: All right. Take care. Bye bye. We need to take another break. My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on AM 950 R O L, the spirit of Boston. We'll be right back.
0: WROL
8: Boston. AAA works hard to offer members savings both on and off the road. Just in discounts alone, AAA membership can pay for itself. And now there are two new ways AAA can save you, included as free member benefits. First, your roadside assistance now covers your bicycle too. That's right. If you have bike trouble, just call AAA and we'll come to help you. Next, AAA is offering members even more peace of mind with identity theft protection. Sign up for the free essential plan or, for a small fee, get deluxe coverage. These new benefits are in addition to AAA's world-class roadside assistance and member discounts at thousands of AAA partners. Not a member? Join at aaa.com slash join now. That's aaa.com slash join now. And start protecting you and your family today. It's my neighbor firing
6: up his new zero-turn mower. Smile on his face as he bought it at my Brothers. For more than 50 years, my Stranze Brothers has been supplying outdoor power equipment that makes yard beautification tasks and outdoor home chores much easier. They have the very best in lawn mowers, tractors, and zero turn mowers. My Stranzy Brothers makes your lawn equipment purchase an investment by maintaining a service capability and support attitude that is unmatched in the industry. They have quality parts and equipment with fast, friendly, courteous service. Pickup and delivery always free as long as you own the equipment you purchased at MyStransi Brothers even after the warranty expires. So come to the store where your neighbor shops for power equipment. They service what they sell. Ask my neighbor. MyStransi Brothers Beverly. Exit 19. off Route 128 next to the North Shore Music Theater. 978-922-3509. My Brothers Beverly.
0: Now, let's get back to the car doctor.
1: And welcome back to the Car Doctor program. Uh, going back to the crankshaft pulley, I, I looked. At, finally had a little bit of time to look it up a little bit. And uh, to remove that, uh, it is uh, not the easiest job in the world. You need to take the four bolts off. Uh, there is a big bolt in the middle, which, like I said, I think is like a 250-pound torque bolt. So you need a fixture to hold the pulley in place. And then you need a puller. You put a puller on it, and that actually pulls the the uh, harmonic balancer off, and then after all that's done, you hope that it's only the harmonic balancer that's worn and not the end of the crankshaft, because that would be really bad. So let's go, I think it's uh, Dawn on line one. Good morning.
4: Yes, good morning, John. Long time no talk to. Um, I have a uh, Dodge Caravan 98, and the fans don't work. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't find a fuse that was listed for it. I don't know what it is. Uh, before I started, I figured I'd call the expert. Gentleman.
1: <laughs> and it's, uh, it's, uh, wh- what year, what year caravan is it? 98 caravan yep. is and the it's, four it, cylinder. And it's the, it's the actual cooling fan, the one on the radiator? Right.
4: Neither one, there's two of them. Neither yep. one work. It just goes into overheat.
1: And, uh, w- if you turn the air conditioning on, does it work? Um, good question. Because that will at least tell you, you know, a a little, you know, a little of what something's going on there. So that would give you an idea because when you turn the air conditioning on, you always get a, uh, you you always get the fans to come on because it needs that to help cool the engine. So then once you find out if, you know, is it, you know, is it working, is it not, then there's a, there's a fan motor relay that could be that could be the problem, and that was that was historically that was a um, that was a problem that was pretty popular with those on that vehicle, even to the point where part of the body control module, the powertrain control module, um, those would go bad. So you have you have a little bit of work ahead of you to figure out what it is. The fan is um, there's a uh, like I said, the, the air conditioner when you turn the air conditioner on. Mm-hmm. It will mm-hmm. turn on a switch that goes to the powertrain con- control module that activates the fan, so that lets you know. The second one is there's a, a fan relay probably on the side of the radiator somewhere, and that relay could be bad. And of course, the other thing is you want to look and make sure that uh, you know it's you know simple things. Does it have power going to it? You know, thing things right, that, things right. that matter. So yeah. what I would I would start with um, you know from the from the you know most simple, make sure everything has power, and then look and see. Um, I want to say way back when, almost when this vehicle was built, it might have even had a recall of, about a bad uh, a bad uh, either fan relay or fan unit or something. I, I seem to remember something about these these vans that had a problem with that. So I would start in that general general
4: way. Okay, because I couldn't it. find a relay. It. I, yeah, I looked in the fuse box. and yep. that's where I thought the light. No, of the it's going to.
1: Yeah, it's going to be on the fan, kind of on the fan housing somewhere. That's where the relay okay. would be. located. at least
4: you gave me an idea, so I can go research. Okay. There's always a gentleman, John. Thank you very very. All much.
1: right, thank you. Okay. Bye. 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 Have a great weekend, well, and thank uh, you. you know that's. Uh, you know it's nice that he called me a gentleman after I tricked everybody with my trivia question. So. <laughs> Hey, look, it's Paul Sullivan just sit right over there in his Colonial Williamsburg uh, shirt and his uh, Red Sox hat. Get at least one souvenir from every vacation. You should. That's, that's you should. Plan. What's what's, yeah. what's the point of going on vacation if you
6: can't? Hey, your, your point is well taken about checking obvious things before you go into elaborate uh, solutions. My uh, secretary tells a story. When The first day I was principal, I was printing something out on Can
1: him. you actually use the word secretary anymore? You have to say administrative assistant. Um, okay. Okay.
6: Well, right. anyway, the right. same person um, <laughs> uh, tells a story about me. I, I was I'm just trying. To something I'm out. just
1: trying to be I know. politically correct.
6: Hey, no, yeah, I, I love you for that. Um, <laughs> I, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh no, um, I was trying to print something out. Yep, and it wouldn't print. Yep, and so I said, you know, my my best administrative voice. Ah, get me the service people on the line. So sure enough, service people came over and. <laughs> printer was just out of paper you know? ah yes yeah, yeah. that's why that, it wouldn't print yeah there was happened. nothing to print
1: on yeah well yeah. then you know usually so make sure the switch is on the switch is turn on, the buttons yeah, on make sure the, the paper's on, in the yeah. printer do the obvious yeah. things first that's yeah. good advice yeah yeah absolutely great uh, advice yeah and and it's it's funny sometimes when i talk to people who work on cars and i don't go into shops that much anymore but i still talk about don't forget the basics. Right. And right. even with computers as complicated as they are in cars, a bad battery connection causes a whole host of problems with cars. And it's like, okay, the battery should be 12 volts. Mm-hmm. And it is, but the connection's so dirty, by the time it gets outside the battery, it's 10 and a half. Yeah. And that's not enough to make the car run well. So make sure the connections are good and clean first.
6: And But sometimes and, things are just so reliable and the computer yep. makes it yep. so you take that's everything right. for granted right. so you don't even look
1: for that. Yeah. Who, that who, of who would think? On a paper. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, So, so is your secretary's job every day to make sure there's paper in the printer now? Uh,
6: well, every time the printer doesn't print, she says, let's call the service people.
1: And then she brings in a ream of paper. paper. Yeah. And why I was being politically correct was um, I got, um, uh, I, I suggested in a column a couple of weeks ago about drying a car with uh, a uh, leaf blower. I don't know yeah. if I talked about this last week. And, um some Somebody, well, several people wrote to me about how environmentally irresponsible that was to use a leaf blower. And I said an electric leaf blower. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a good way to just dry off the water off your car after you wash it. Yeah, because you can't rake your car. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> so so I said, rather than... I mean, what you know what they want you to do? Rather than towels that you could scratch oh, the car or something, yeah. take the leaf blower, blow blow all the water off your car, and it's a good, quick way to dry off your car, especially if you're out there and you just washed it, you want to dry it, you want to get a coat of wax on it because, I don't know, you're going out on a Friday night and you want mm-hmm. your car to look good. Yep. Um, and uh, somebody wrote to me and said, what next? Pour old oil down the drain? <laughs> <laughs> you mean you don't do that anymore? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's... <laughs> Next week we're going to be talking to get it down. next week we're going to be talking to Ezra Dyer Ezra Dyer is the automotive editor for uh, popular mechanics and um, he used to be with automobile magazine in uh, the improper Bostonian still in fact he still might write for the improper and uh, somebody sent him a Picture that said uh, Ezra is the new automotive editor. Uh, you might want to go back to your uh, old days at Popular Mechanics, where what they said to do with old oil was dig a hole in the ground, fill it with stones, and that would be where you dump your old oil. So it didn't you didn't track it around your property. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't want to do that. No. Dispose of old oil in an environmentally sensitive way, huh. and exactly, and, and, and
6: tires and, too. You know, what, yeah. um, I dug a hole in my side yard. This years ago when we put the pool in. And you know it's a big excavation yeah, yeah. project, and you got the heavy equipment coming in. <laughs> they dig up the dirt. There is this cemetery of old tires, tires. there.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, and they they last a really long time. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. No wonder so, I glow. Yeah. So so my thought to people: Okay, if you are going to dry your car, I'll try to be more environmentally responsible. Mm-hmm. If you're going to try to dry, if you're going to dry your car with a leaf blower, Yep. Just use an electric one, not gas, because we don't. But just use an electric one and skip using a hairdryer that day. So I think that's a fair trade-off. So
6: if you, you well, know, there if goes my idea to make a fortune and take a converted a big leaf blower and call it a car blower. That that's well, not going to be any good.
1: There's already somebody that actually has something that looks like a Electrolux vacuum cleaner, the long old Electrolux vacuum cleaners right. that was actually designed to blow off a car. Well, don't they but have it, them
6: in the car wash? Yeah, you but those,
1: it, yeah, but this is smaller. Or and I think it's actually Marathon, the company that makes vacuum cleaners. Yeah, and but it heats the air and filters it. So of course, where your leaf blower doesn't do a, either of those, but okay. But then again, you can clean your driveway and dry your car. At the same you really got people that complained about using a leaf blower to dry your car. They did. Okay, they did several, and they and they complained to each other, and then they all complained to me. So,
6: yeah. you know, the, those people, I want to visit their houses and just make a checklist of all the things they're doing huh. that. I'll tell, Probably aren't I'll, tell
1: the, you, I'll tell you a story on the You know, like
6: the <laughs> politicians who uh, <laughs> want to protect the atmosphere and then fly around by themselves in this huge jet all over.
1: Yeah, all that stuff happened. Hey, and we got to go. It's Labor Day weekend. My weekend starts now. All right, where are you going? Yeah, I don't know. Somewhere. <laughs> <fast>. <laughs> Until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, and uh, the best in Irish music coming up with Paul Sullivan and the Irish Hit Parade right now. See you all next week. Bye-bye.
0: 950 WROL Boston Home of the Irish Hit Parade Saturdays 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. A service of Salem Communications